You're listening to a 7th edition Call of Cthulhu podcast titled Cthulhu in Cairo, brought to you by the Bardic College. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe to the show to receive notifications as our future episodes release. You can visit us on Facebook at the Bardic College. Viewer discretion is advised. Can't get enough of Cthulhu in Cairo? Join our Patreon for as low as $3 per month to access special features and bonus content. You can find us online at patreon.com slash thebardiccollege. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cthulhu in Cairo. I am Raz, and we are joined by the whole team again tonight, which is always, well, we're at our best, because each one of us is just a small piece of this great puzzle. And I want to thank my team for being here. So I want to introduce them real quick before we get into tonight's uh, episode. Playing Jack Cavendish is Joel. How are you tonight, Joel, and how is Jack? I am fantastic. Jack is just a peach. Well, he always is. I mean, uh, he won Miss, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Congeniality Africa, right? <laughs> So that's right, right, <laughs> Mr. Africanus, the gentle bullet. I, as they refer to me, the gentle bullet. Right, right. So that that's great. And playing uh, our st- our nurse with the bedside manner, straight from the ninth ring of hell, Catherine Ross by Lauren. How is Catherine and Lauren this evening? Um, just absolutely thrilled to be back in Parsons Gallows. Um, what the hell is going on? What's the plan? Got to figure that out because right now. Lizard people. <laughs> we still haven't talked about that. Well, that's why we, that, and that's why we're here tonight. Exactly. <laughs> and playing our Russian strongman in spirit and with violence and guns is Scott playing Vadim Gavrilov. How are you tonight, sir? I'm doing well, Keeper. Thank you. How are you? Um, I'm doing okay, I think. Uh, <laughs> okay. A lot going on. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing okay, I think. <laughs> Um, you know, but, uh, yeah, well, I'm excited for tonight. I'm excited to see, uh, as we planned our, we had a one hour meeting about origins this earlier and I think that went really well. So yeah, I'm, I, I think this is, it's gonna be some good times in the next couple of weeks. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you for asking. And Faye Dawson by Mel, who is, uh, still here with us and alive and hasn't been injured. Faye, how long has it been since you've got hurt? I don't know. I've lost track and I'm a little bit worried. Um, maybe I'll stub a toe tonight just uh, to kind of break that cycle because I really don't want the next time I get injured to be during the fight because I'm just I'm not in the mood to get shot again. Right. So I'm, maybe I'm just, just going to say it. I'm not in the mood. Just walk up to Midge and be like, you miserable old slut. She throws you through the window. Hey, I took my shot for the month. I'm good. <laughs> I just... Jack wrote, we need a signed 173 days since Faye got hurt. It's definitely been less than that, but I appreciate that number. Thank you. I think it's been so long you're losing your reputation. I know. Don't say that to me. See, that's the kind of thing that bothers me. We have a standard, and I don't like it. Do we? I don't think we we have any standard regarding that. I think um, I'm cool with there not being a standard. Anyway, how are you? You know what? Ella, how are you? Ella. We, didn't, we didn't talk about Ella yet. Ella, Ella's last but not least. <laughs> how is Ella this evening, Kayla? She's still healing from her very, very harsh ordeal in the cave at Uluru. Um, she is she's going to be in a dark place for a while. So if you're expecting bubbly, flighty Ella, that's going to take a while to get back. She's, right. she's not doing so hot. But uh, as a player perspective, can't wait to see where this goes. Yes, she's like a bottle of champagne that's been left open too long. Like a slice. I feel like a slice of bread with butter spread too You've thin. popped Ella too many times. Now she's just flat. Yep, flat. 
Like diet right. Listen, yeah. as the, you know, narrative punching bag for a significant portion of the story, it's going to be okay. I'm right here, Catherine. What are we do? Hey, you know, Jack and Bottom never in. complain about this, by the way. I'm just saying. <laughs> they haven't been here long enough. Bottom <laughs> lost a kid. I'm so- that's that's gonna trump a lot of things now. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I was gonna say Vodum got kicked in the ghoulies pretty hard a couple times. The for those who listen. We, I don't know if we talked about this on air, but I'm going to say it now before we get into exactly what's going on. Vodum, Ella, and Jack have now been in more episodes than Aveline, Sid, and John Schooley. Congratulations, guys. That's very weird to me. It it seems so freaking weird to me, too. It is so strange. It's like, you know, and, and it's not that I don't think of them when I think of Cairo. It's like, oh, oh, and I think of Adam. You know, I think of, I think of John. But it's just those first couple, of, those setup episodes had so much potential and so many things happen in those, you know, in those, I think they're up to like episode 48 or 50. And now we're in the 120s and still oh growing. Oh my God. Oh my yeah. Lord. It's, I still, literally, there's the feeling of, it, it's irrational and is it childish? Yes. But it's like, you can't sit at my lunch table. That's my lunchbox. I can't like, believe you know. I'm still alive. <laughs> We're working Stop jinxing yourself, woman. None of us she, can either. She has to last to the end. <laughs> For the three of us that lost characters, neither can we. <laughs> no, it's okay. If if something happens to me, I mean, just just weekend at Bernie's. It just uh, prop me up with some sunglasses. <laughs> oh, Jack's glasses nice. on me. Yeah. Weekend at Bernie's. I love it. Yeah. Honestly, oh, Ella might just. Goodness. Keep We're just gonna burn that ceremony on your body at the end, so that she can talk with your voice, and then you'll Ew. be able to... perfect. Two, instead that's, of waking up Bernie's two months foul. with Faye, are, are you saying? Are you saying Catherine can do a redux of the skin suit with Faye? Is that it? That no! Oh my god! <laughs> what is wrong with you people? Faye has to do the ceremony at the end, right? Isn't that listen? The whole thing? As much as I want to be there towards the end, I'm also gonna have to put the kibosh on that. Uh, on that idea, it's very creative. That's go go sit in the corner. Time out. <laughs> See, even even the players get into how we can traumatize each other. There's that would be an there. example of what not to say on stage. <laughs> you are so right. <laughs> All right. So yes, we are back in Parsons Gallows. Yes, it is hot. Yes, it is humid. Um, there's a, a gentle breeze of about one mile an hour. And it, it doesn't really blow up that often, but it's it's occasionally there. It's just this it's just this place. Uh, we know that there's only about 30 people that live in the whole town, 25, 30 people. Most of them are, I, wow, most of them are related. <clears throat> I was going to, yeah, most <laughs> of them are related. <sighs> Working on that filter. And the uh, situation is that, yeah, you've come back. We haven't really talked about, as Catherine said, we, we really kind of dealt with all the other trauma, but there's been a big elephant in the room. And this may be the time... Mitch kind of gets up, cleans up the morning plates. She tells you that uh, she'll run baths, you know, in about an hour once she gets things set up and lunch started on on a on a low boil. Just that, you know, dropping that chicken in the water for about eight hours and just letting it simmer. Uh, but yes, she said once she gets lunch sort of prepped and ready to start, she'll uh, go upstairs and draw baths for anybody that needs it. So you are alone uh, inside the uh, the small house that that serves as a public house, um, and. Who would like to? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. 
we know Jack definitely, everybody saw them. Who would like to kind of go through that conversation? Anybody want to talk about the, the people guarding Oluru? Well, after we have a chance to fill our bellies and, and uh, reconstitute, right? Yeah. I imagine we're, uh, yeah, bottoms. Catherine has made me eat three plates of eggs. Absolutely. For my health. It's good for Bottom's you. a bit withdrawn, I think. Okay. Um, Catherine had stepped outside to, you know, to get some air, smoke a cigarette. Mm. Um, Keeper, the mm. Jeep, they were shooting at it, right? They shot arrows at it, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> it, really the Jeep long is, arrows. Yeah. Are th- so oh, we have samples of those arrows? Well, <clears throat> yeah, sure, you have one. Sure, <clears throat> that hit okay. the back. Yeah. Uh, um, the, the arrow, instead of it being like... Joel, what's the standard arrow? About 30, 34 inches? 32 inches? Oh, my God. 30, 32, I think. Yeah. 32, right? You're talking really? like these are... Yeah, uh, my arrows are long. <laughs> and yeah. They're like almost yeah. as up to my knee like or higher. Yeah, so if a regular arrow is between 30 and 32, these are like 46. Catherine... It looks like a javelin. Sli- Catherine Ooh. sidles up to the jeep and removes the javelin arrow um, and walks it back inside. Team... Companions, could I borrow everyone's attention for a minute? What are we going to do about this? These? Holds up the arrow. Uh, Personally, I'm just going to pretend like nothing happened and I'm just going to keep drinking my tea. That is, that, normally, okay. If you'd asked me last week, I would say that plan. Um, But I'm trying to turn over a new leaf. Look, look, she like looks at Ella. I'm leafing. Look at me. I'm leafing. Um, lizard people. Giant lizard people. Well, I think the truly concerning part of this, Catherine, is the fact that they are from another plane and somehow have shot an arrow from their plane into our plane and you are holding it. Yeah, yeah well, um, it, let, let's and not think about solid. that too much. That. Let's not think about. Okay, I'm gonna Keeper, put that down. Are they um, are they arrows that were shot from a bow, or are they ew, the long uh, arrows that were shot using a stick? You know, where you they were hooked in the crook of the stick, and you flung the stick, and they shot that way. Yeah, no, the, the uh, you know what, Jack, uh, you thought you saw bows. Okay, so I'm picturing like uh, like Navi sized you know bow and arrow things, right? Just yeah, massive. <laughs> yes. Were were they were they larger, you know, than a than you know, a normal humanoid? Yeah, they were almost seven and a half feet tall. Oh, yeah. okay. Than yeah, a standard croc? Were they taller than a standard croc? Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they were they were they were rocking a little bit of a, a little bit of leg. <laughs> they were, they got the giddy up and they were coming pretty quick. Yeah, legs for days. Vadim says to Catherine. Oh, Catherine, come back inside with the arrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, we, it is needed for us to go to mountain, yes? We have to go back there. Do we? There is thing that we need, right, Ella? Is that where it is? We're Heart looking... of stone, piece of rock, something like that, I remember you saying. We are looking for the rock that sings. It is that was it. That the was rock that dreams. Rock. The rock that dreams. Yep. Oh, right. Okay. I, I, for one, do not want to go back and face those lizard people. Do you think we at all have a chance there? Is there another that teeming block? Um, is there another uh, one? No, Maybe this, we is, can just this is one scrap. of the unique ones. Oh. No. Yes. Does anyone know what happened 
when I arrived back, who who did the ritual to bring me home? There were brothers who uh Yes, Edgar tried to kill me. Edgar's, Edgar's brother was was there as well. Brother is the one that actually did the ritual to bring you back, I believe. Correct. I... Elroy and Elroy, it seems, Elroy, was yes. the one that was transported there and did try to kill you. But now they're both gone, and unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, I'm kind of glad that they're both gone, but now our chance to finish what we started at the rock is gone well if the veil is still open and it wasn't properly closed that's why the lizard warriors remained they could still be prowling around out there looking for prey what is what if this veil is closed is this something that you have power then can you they did some sort of strange uh, ceremony uh, they why spoke words it, why does it I do not have that why can't we just go to the rock? It's a big rock. Why do we if, need the... No veil. Well, if it's I closed, yay. That's good. Do we, do we know if it's closed? Because it should have closed once I came through, is what I'm understanding the ritual to be. I had to pass through time and space. Therefore, the uh, gap should have been shut. It you, was not. That's why you saw what you saw out there. Catherine, Catherine speaks truth. Um... Do we need to open Vale for this? No, uh, I don't. I don't think we need to open anything. I don't think there's any reason to open it. But if it's still open because the ritual was incomplete, and that's why we could see them, and that's why they could send corporeal items through the ether to kill us, then yes, they could still be crawling around out there. Now, now, what is rock? Do we do we take like do we take hammer and break piece of rock, and that is rock that sings? Is that all we need? If I recall, it it's a little bit more complicated than that, and well, please from... enlighten us. <clears throat> it's the... the artwork. You need to look at the artwork. That'll tell you what how to what part of the rock or what the actual item inside the rock that dreams is. It, it, it is, it is inside like... cave paintings, well, Kayla. And inside, paintings, and and inside, the only way to get inside the rock is through some sort of, you know, transmutation or something, right? Like but where I where I was didn't have artwork. It was just a it was a hole. Correct. You need to see the artwork in the caves that are around it and that'll lead you to the next piece she believes. That's what everybody believes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, do we need to transmute to get to the artwork? No. Oh, great. Then let's hope that the veil is closed and let's go look at some cave paintings. Okay, so everybody make me education rolls, please. Okay, here we go. First roll of the night. Good luck, everybody. <clears throat> I don't know where my oh. guns are. Oh. Nice. The, un the uneducated man. Gets a critical. Rolls a, rolls a hard success. Ooh. No, no, I'm stupid. That's just a hard success. <laughs> oh, God um, damn it. I am. Ella's, Ella's not here right now. Hard okay. success. No, I, I am actually very smart. I am just uneducated. <laughs> hard success That's, keeper. Okay. Jack? It's a failure. Give me a second. Don't Maybe. worry, Faye. You and me, we're, we're being silly together. Intel you said intelligence, right? Or Education. Edu. Edu. I'm a college-educated woman, but right now I'm a little bit of... She's just a little silly goose. 
I'm just a little silly. Just just getting my silly on, if you will. Um, that is rigged. The success. All right. So anyone who has a regular success is is trying to put put themselves into that situation again. Remember, things were going. They were very bizarre. Uh, the incense were burning. The smoke. Jack, you you didn't need the incense. You're the only one who doesn't at the moment. But the others were using the uh, the blood and herbal mixture that Edgar had formed, set fire to. And the minute he set fire to it, those of you with a hard success are remembering, shit, I could already see the creatures there. And Edgar was the one who did it, not Elroy when he brought Kayla through. So Edgar lit the incense and all of a sudden you saw the planes and the, all the area around. Are you Aurora. sure it's not Elroy that was the creepy one? Edgar, Edgar is the one that... <clears throat> Edgar was on the outside and lit the incense first. Yeah, but Elroy... you said Edgar was like already made the switch and then it sounded... No, sorry. That's not that, what I said. Ed- That's Edgar not lit what the incense. Edgar then lit we the could incense. all see... And he, then right. somehow reached his brother, his his brother, oh, right. and then was they Elroy came through. He basically swapped with him, correct? Tricked him. And Elroy and then, like, took over his body. So Edgar, the, the, the wimpy one, Edgar is the one that attacked you in the rock, correct? So so Vodum would remember that the incense was burning and and from Edgar, and it was at that point that we started to see the lizards <clears throat> immediately before any other magic was cast. Those creatures. Are there now? They may be behind a veil, but they are somehow deeply connected to that rock. And if you're thinking that a doorway may be open or maybe it's closed and they're gone, the act, the facts of the matter are they were there. They were there the minute Jack looked, the minute the incense went live. You all saw them. They are literally at a. <clears throat> Our eyes only see a certain band of light, right? Animals see a different band slightly. They're there. Now, they may not find you a threat. They may not care. Poke around the wrong area, do something wrong. They may care very seriously. So they're somehow, whether they're in time, space, distorted, whatever it is, you're not seeing them, but goddamn, they, they didn't, they noticed you. Right, they saw you pretty quickly, and all of us and all hell broke loose. Okay, so so to translate what you're saying, mm-hmm. um, there is no veil, there is no crossing that has to take place. They're there. They, um, as far as you can tell by what you know, they are there. And it's just a matter of whether we can see them or not, and whether they ignore us or not. Correct. So we could surmise like. When when people go to visit rock, uh, they they are basically ignored by these creatures, not seen as threat. And we decided to play a little light show for them and infiltrate the home where they reside. Yes, so drew attention to ourselves. They yes. they they noticed us, if you will. <clears throat> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which is why I'm wary to go back there. If well, I'm sure they will remember us. We need something. We need. We need more than what we have. We need backup. There were so many. 
What about Sid? What about him? Section M's told me when I was debriefing him and his companions while they were doing their missions in Europe that if we ever needed them, we could call them. Sid would come in a heartbeat if we asked him to. Uh, yeah, th but this isn't like having your neighbor pop over for, you know, oh, could you bring me some sugar? I'm baking brownies. This is a bit involved. That is true. And it would be a decision that all of us would have to agree upon because bringing them down here is a very grave thing indeed. What would you bring him down here for, though? They are fighting paranormal monsters and deities in Europe to get the Thule Society and their cohorts off our backs so that we may capture the items of power without so much obstacle, so many obstacles. If we were to bring them here, they might have more resources to help us see the creatures, kill them, and distract them long enough so that we may find the rock that dreams, grab the item, and get out. Does, also, uh, I mean, does just... Sid have an army? He's got a team, right, Allah? He has four very interesting individuals. I know not much about them, but their auras were touched by the strange. And and to answer Vadim's question, somebody just let Vadim know, they work with the military. They're, they're a and, paramilitary organization. Yes, and Ella would say, and they have ties with MI6 and the military organization of England. Because I do not think five people will be enough. We are five people. We ran for our lives. No, but we're also yes. five people who have done some pretty crazy things and accomplished some pretty crazy tasks. That's and what I mean. We, we, we are no, uh, as you say, uh, spring chicken. And neither Sid and I... I trust Sid and I trust his team. Okay, it's... but but you think five people will be enough to assault this rock? I think that it'll give us an edge. They could draw the fire, supposedly, but um, Jack... Ella, you well... said that there's uh, there are other individuals with him. Is there someone that might be able to bring to bear additional skill uh, to your own with these lizard people and, and getting us what we need? Keeper, remind me if there is someone with a gift like mine or something near it. I think there's one with telekinetics. Yeah, yeah. Yonish, right? Yeah. yeah. The man Yonish, he is gifted, like I am, but not in the same way. Perhaps then it would be worth a phone call over the radio, or however we choose that we can do it, to find out if this is a viable option. We do seem to be at an impasse. Hmm. They did. Uh, does anyone remember the times that they would be monitoring the radio the that we have, the frequency? Um, a after 10 p.m.? Between the hours of 10 and what? At 12, their I time? think. Their time or our time? How would they know where we are at any point in the world? So their, their time. time. Well, that's a good point, Catherine. In order to see them, he had that incense burning, right? 
Where the hell are we going to get more? How are we going to do that? Well, one of the components was my blood, as I, if I recall correctly. Uh-huh. Okay, Which... well, we've got plenty of that. You gave okay. him your blood, Jack? Not important. Anyway, um... Please, Ella, let's leave that one alone, please. <laughs> For the love of sweet Christ. I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll lean into Ella and I'll go, I'll be like, I'll just say, uh, sweetheart, I'll explain later, but right now it's just not... Touchy subject, touchy subject. Uh, oh, all right. Um, how did you meet this Edgar and Elroy? Their name was in your notes. Oh, you found those. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That yes. we did. I guess the question is, how did you meet Edgar and Elroy? <laughs> yeah, how, um, ex explain yourself. <laughs> there was a time back when I had reopened my gifts. Not reopened, when I had first discovered my gifts. And I may have called on something that they owned and wanted back. So I sent it to them, by mail. And we had a short correspondence, and they happened to possess a ship log from the Gertrude Dobbs and I was trying to negotiate getting it, but they were very, very keen on keeping it since it holds my greatest shame. Okay. You do know that they're suspected of, like, child murder out here, right? Were. No. No. Um, I, I was speaking mostly to Elroy, and he was, he was quite a persuasive chap. I was very Forward keen to give him back his things. Hmm. And, uh, well, I, have, I hadn't spoken to them for a long while, and I was intending to make contact once we hit Australia, but alas, things happened. And I do not know exactly the location of their shop. They never disclosed it to me. That's all right. We found it. It was full of things i knocked over an urn honestly ella i think you'd really like it um but... it is it is unoccupied now too uh, when we are done maybe we take ella there well perhaps they have the incense there <laughs> That's... Her, her new vacation home <clears throat> that is such a fatum thing no one's using we pick up things <laughs> we use them it's good i love that I'm... ella's Don't... saying well what if the incense is there and then we just use jack's blood again it was long trip it was a very long trip. And I think, um, uh, I think, um, to use a baking metaphor, I think the wet ingredients had to be mixed with the dry ingredients to make the muffins. You are right, Catherine. Yes. She but can we get the dry ingredients to mix into the wet ingredients for the muffins at the shop? Catherine leans into Faye. How am I doing? You're doing great. I honestly didn't even know that you could bake. I learn something about you every day. <laughs> that, that's what you're picking up on right now. <laughs> Listen, there's a lot going on right now, so I'm just picking up what I can. Um, I I'm great at baking, by the I way. Bet, I bet you are. I can make I, so much more than beans. I know that, honey, and I just pat her on the shoulder and I go, all right, so what I'm gathering is we're going to contact M section beg for help, try to figure out incense, 
maybe they'll have an idea of how to go about this. There Am I gathering ways... this correctly? Yes. There are other ways to open one's eyes to the unseen. The incense, though, could be a very specific combination of ingredients that we may want to mention as well, should they have any. We can do that. All right. And uh, I kind of just put my hands on my knees. I go to stand up. Where's the radio? Is it 10 o'clock yet? Yeah, in a few hours. I don't know the exact time difference for Australia. I, I can't... I, I can't... I have to imagine... Allow it. me to get up yes, the please. world clock, please, because I have that ready to rock Sure, it's probably got several time zones in it, right? I'm just going to do Sydney, Australia for... They're, they're kind of opposite. They are so. 16 hours ahead, so if it's... 10 a.m. their time, or 10 p.m. their time, we are 16 hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're. it's about, it, let's call it their time, 11.30 p.m. It's within the window. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. All right. Then I say, let's not waste any more time. Um, who's going to be doing the talking? Uh, I'm going to look dead at Catherine. Jeez. And smile. Okay. <clears throat> Faye, Faye, I don't think she... I, after last time, I don't think she wants to. Unless, of course, you do. I, I'm just saying there was a conversation. Listen, last time. Well, after... Everyone you, here knows. Calling... If, uh, you called the Cobalt Club and had to tell... Well, last time you called the Cobalt Club with Agnes and told them about Mr. Allard's death. And you think I can't use phones again? You the one that said you didn't want to talk to them. I I apologize for making the assumption. Give me the phone. It's a radio. Radio receiver thing. It's a short wave. Yep. Okay. Short wave. Give me the thing. I'll sit next to you and I'll chime in. How Everybody can. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. We we all can be here. Get cozy. Not mm-hmm. not too cozy. No. Hey, back off. Go. Oh, Jesus Christ. And the conversation. I still haven't showered. Ew, God. Yeah, you can sit in the chair all the way over there. Love you. So happy you're back. This could go until next dawn, decides to kick back, push his hat back, and lights his pipe. (laughs) You smell of eel. Jack doesn't smell like eel. Moving on. All right, so the the radio, it takes, I don't know, let's uh, let's do this. Faye, give me a dex check. I know your dex is super high. But you're standing okay. by the radio and you're trying to fine tune it into the to the right frequency. You got it. Just one moment as I as I do this. God damn it. Oh, here we go. Okay. That is a 30. That is a hard success. Alright, so you you're able to bring it up pretty quickly, less than a minute. You <laughs> you think you're on the right frequency but no one's chatting i mean it's not like they're out there going hello every five seconds so you you would call out first i guess hello this is uh faye dawson i shoved the receiver in Catherine's face Ah, uh this is uh Catherine ross um trying to reach sydney poulter and friends Uh, am i coming in over. Yeah, yes, this is uh, this is the bird's nest. Go go ahead. Uh, 
Dawson, go ahead, Ross. Um, hi, Bird's Nest. It's uh, it's team. We we don't have a team name. It's the you know Dawson Ross and Company. Um, God, we sound like a legal firm. I'm trying to get in touch with Sydney Poulter. It's rather important. Um, can you stand by, please? Uh, stay on this frequency. Uh, we will not expire call contact. Uh, should anything happen, increase frequency by 10 uh, and try again. But we will just give me one second, please. Noted, Skipper. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Skip! <laughs> um, Skipper, good term. Yeah, great term. <laughs> yeah, on sailboats. <clears throat> About Listen. four minutes goes by and all of a sudden you hear, um, yes, uh, hello. Um, is this Miss Ross or Miss Dawson? I'm sorry. Got both, technically. We're both here. Over. Ah, very well. Um, on, my name is Eileen Penworth, and unfortunately, Mr. Poulter is on a bit of R&R. Uh, the whole team actually is, but do back um, in, within a week or so. Is there something I can do to help you? I am aware of the situation. I've been reading through some of the uh, dossiers that have been uh, left for me about various goings-on, both with your team. Well, um... Miss Penworth, uh, great to meet you. Having a bit of a situation in Australia. Um, something about planes, not not like technical planes. Um, magical planes and lizard people having a bit of trouble accessing the item of power. Could use some backup. Big guns. Also, baking ingredients, but like magical baking. I see. So the reputation for this team precedes itself. Um, what the I'm hell is that supposed to, to mean? I'm afraid, Miss Ross, you're going to have to be slightly more specific. If I'm going to dispatch a team, uh, big guns, as you say, we're going to need just a little bit more information on, first of all, where you are in Australia, what is actually you're facing. Um, this is, as far as we know, a, it's an open channel on the shortwave, but we do have people monitoring to see if anyone is... is doing remote listening so i've got the right people in place to keep this as secure as possible uh, i don't really have any other channels if you don't have a phone near you is there a phone where you are um i look um, around um i'm in a public house in parsons gallows australia i'm lucky there's toilet paper so we'll take that as a no very well then we'll do the best we can be as specific as you feel you can be and remember that I'm going to have to present this to a general and a board in order to get the approval for such a mission. So please try not to leave anything vital out. Now, Ka you say you're having a problem in Australia. Catherine covers the receiver for one second. <clears throat> this bitch needs to understand that that's just how I talk. I wasn't trying to be vague in case people were listening. <laughs> but now she's made me worried that people are going to be listening. Perhaps... Perhaps someone else might want to give her a bit more detail, Catherine. Yes, yes. Comfortable? I, I, I have no problem jumping on the mic if that would be sufficient. Okay. Hey, Eileen, um, passing the mic off because our parlance isn't um, connecting. So someone else will provide details. One moment. Hello, Cavendish here. Who am I speaking to? Uh, Eileen Penworth, Mr. Cavendish, uh, head of the team here at Section M. Uh, oh, wonderful, wonderful. So, 
We're facing a situation here. I, I know that Catherine gave you very broad strokes, and I'm, hopefully I'll be able to supply you with some more finite strokes. Uh, there was a portal open between this plane and another, and a group of lizard-like men are making their way through that portal out at Ayers Rock. And we need assistance closing the portal and uh, quite possibly battering battling said lizard men, quite frankly. Mr. Cavendish, um, just in rough terms, what are we looking at as far as a number? Are these, <clears throat> are these finite cr- number of creatures or is, are there... Well, it's finite, but reckoning? I'm thinking it might be in the hundreds. I see. They are ever, ever coming out of this out of this hole. They're essentially coming through this mist. They're quite tall. They have bows and extremely long arrows, of which we were able to... Uh, Catherine was able to obtain one. It is very corporeal. Uh, but clearly it's going to take more savvy in a battle strategy sort of way than, than what we you know, laymen have here to offer. And you're suggesting that Mr. Poulter and his unique group of friends might be just enough to give you that push you need to examine this rock as the next item that you seek? Well, so in in speaking with Ms. Walcott, she has a particular skill set, and she feels that it is possible that a gentleman working with Mr. Poulter... um, a Yonish someone, perhaps, something like that, might have a skill set that will also assist with closing this portal or navigating the situation. Um, I know that uh, Mr. Poulter has in pass been connected with this situation, so it is possible that he may also offer some uh, extra intrigue here uh, to get this resolved. But that is essentially what we are looking at, to bring someone with a very specific skill set to aid Ms. Walcott so that the rest of us can uh, essentially follow orders and uh, save the day to get this stone of of dreaming or dreaming stone or whatever it is we're supposed to achieve to uh, move on to the next item. Over. I am... I take what you're saying, uh, and I understand it, Mr. Cavendish. My concern is is that the gentleman that you speak of, Mr. Yonish, uh, has been very reluctant to go any further in teaching or helping Section M with the situation that you speak of. That does not mean that we have not made our own inquiries into portals and areas of unknown. Um, I have several other people in mind, should Mr. Istin Hedgy be reluctant again to comply with our request. But he does have other skill sets, and I'm sure that Major Calloway, who Sydney has been assigned to as her the team leader, would be very interested in doing what they can to assist you. Um, my problem, Mr. Cavendish, is that, as you may or may well not know, uh, Australia has become a sovereign nation. Well, I, I know it's much like Canada, I believe, in that they, they have their own parliament. Yes. But they still hold allegiance, I believe, to the crown. They hold allegiance to the crown, Mr. Poulter, but that doesn't mean I could land an army there. 
Um, it would be on foreign soil at this point. It would be so a small team is going to have to be all I can send. Uh, I could make sure that they're well armed and equipped uh, with things that would do quite a bit of damage. Are you sure these creatures can be affected? Uh, is there any way of knowing that they are in fact fightable? Uh, I look, I look back at everyone else, and I'm like, "Were we able to make any sort of headway on these creatures?" Uh, yeah, I shot one, and I watched it bleed. So, yes, apparently they can be shot, and they do bleed. Um, my belief is that because they are crossing the plane, as they are crossing into our plane, they then become uh, able to be damaged. Well, it has not gone without notice that your friends, your associates, uh, have definitely been under the guise and the watchful eye of the Thule Society, who we ourselves have tangled with once or twice. Um, I am not so sure that these six items of power that you seek are even correct, but that is not really in my purview. My job is to make sure that the teams arrive where they need to, are well-supplied, complete their mission, and have a way to come home. Uh, I leave that other part of the mumbo-jumbo, as we like to say, to people but more skilled in the esoteric. Uh, I will speak to General Fitzsimmons. I will see what we can do about uh, dealing with your request. And um, I will get back to you on this channel uh, tomorrow at, well, uh, let's say the same time, minus 30, to give us enough time to make contact with one another. I will do what I can. I can recall the team back from r and uh, they've had a bit of a harrowing experience of late, but I'm sure that knowing Mr. Poulter's fondness for the ladies that have been left behind uh, and his care and concern for Miss Ross especially, that he'd be willing to, or at least try to convince Major Calloway that this is an op- operation that should be undertaken. Um, if there's nothing else, uh, Jack, I will go ahead and sign off for now, and I will make sure to reach out to you tomorrow evening. Yes, it sounds good. That's that's acceptable. I, I think we're all looking forward to seeing what assistance you can bring to bear. So we will look forward to speaking to you tonight. Or tomorrow night, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, well, roughly 23 and a half hours from now. Sounds good. We'll be on the radio at that time. Over. All right. Spit spot and take care of yourselves. Stay put. Stay safe. Righto. And she disconnects the call. All right, so that gets Section M kind of involved. So, listeners, what's going to happen is we're going to do a crossover show. Um, Believe it or not, they are going to have two teams, two systems all coming at your way soon. We don't know exactly when, but we'll get back to you on that. But it looks like uh, Operation Poltergeist and the Cthulhu and Cairo team will be going at Ayers Rock together. Ten incredibly hardy individuals making their way into the cave system holding the line and then giving the Cairo team time to interpret the mad artwork and the symbolism of it while hopefully Operation Poltergeist's team can keep the lizard folk at bay. But we'll find out exactly how that's going to work, how we're going to do all the combat, how many people on mic, the whole bit will be coming to you shortly. So stay tuned. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Team, can't wait to see what's coming up next. Thank you for tonight, and we'll see everybody next time. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Cthulhu in Cairo. You can like, share, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. The music you're listening to is Return of the Mummy by the great Kevin McLeod. Join us next time to see where our intrepid explorers find themselves next.